Hey, it's Lauren. Just a heads up that this episode originally aired on an episode of the Business in the Front, Party in the Back podcast, which I co-host with Michelle Price. Enjoy! So today we have Michelle Scott here with us. She is a creator of our wellness community, which is successfully uniting seekers, students, and holistic practitioners everywhere. Our wellness community is on Facebook if you are looking for it. Michelle is passionate about community, connecting people, wellness tools, and therapies, and is giving holistic practitioners a voice via KC Radio, which is 97.7 FM, via Wellness Conversations talk show, also a podcast on Spotify. Spotify and webcast show on spiritual events directory, which is how we know each other. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. It's absolutely it's thrilling to be here. You know, I love to talk about all things wellness and uh, especially mm. numerology. Yes, hooray! Because that's <laughs> um, your yeah, that's the first thing I think out of all the things that you do do. That was one of the first things you learnt. Now, uh, Michelle, I just wanted to ask if you're able to just explain to our listener at home what numerology is in a nutshell for people who haven't heard of it. Mm, oh, I'd love to. So, numerology is a personality indicator. So, basically, uh, from your full uh, name at birth and uh, birth date details, we can uh, see right into the core of who you are, where you are, why you are there, uh, what's up ahead. It's, uh, it's so in-depth. Um, it gives you, uh, out of your name, we get the personality, and out of your birth date, we get the cycles of your life. So, um, and as we know, it's always changing, so therefore your profile uh, will change accordingly. Uh, but yeah, that's it in a nutshell, really. If you're on the path of, uh, if you're wanting to, uh, you know, find out more about uh, who am I, why am I here, what is my purpose, which is which are the three questions that drove me on that on that quest to uh, to learn more. Uh, then numerology is just for me. It was the the last piece of the puzzle. You know, it just uh, I had learned lots of different um, and other modalities along the way, and each of it gave me a little bit more insight into who I was and why I was here. But when I found numerology, I mean, it was just boom shaka laka boom. Honestly, I just fell in love with it, and I have to tell you, my longest relationship to date. <laughs> has oh, been with that. numerology <laughs> that's gold that's the quote of the day quote of the day is that um, that's my longest relationship to date love it it's hilarious all right so michelle i know that you know numerology is a really big subject and it's quite difficult to kind of summarize it as quickly as you did you did a great job though i know that a little bit later in our questions we do want to talk to you about you know the role that free will plays and, you know, sort of the role of numbers in relation to business and also homes that you live in, things of that nature. Yeah. Before we get to all that, though, can you tell me and Michelle a little bit more about, you know, sort of what numerology is based on exactly? I know you talked about our mm. names and our birthdays, but I think it goes a little bit, you know, deeper than that as mm. well, right? Oh, absolutely. Honestly. And, uh, and since I fully committed to it, you know, I started, I've been, I've been learning and practicing and practicing learning and experiencing numerology since 2003. So absolutely. And once I committed fully to it in 2010, uh, you know, it, it, I just couldn't believe how deep the numbers went. So, uh, you know, numerology is, um, I often say though, I don't know why it works, but it does. <laughs> I don't know why it can see into the heart of who we are, but it does. So Pythagoras, the mathematician, is credited as being the founder of um, Western numerology. So we call it the Pythagorean method. And, um, and as we know, he was a mathematician, but he was also many other things. And uh, Pythagoras was a, a spiritual teacher. He ended up, uh, I don't want to go you know, too deep into Pythagoras, but he did end up opening uh, a spiritual school, if you like. At the time, it was quite, uh, uh, you know, to get in there was quite uh, something. You couldn't get in there easily. It was very secretive. And I think it ended up being sort of raided and um, you know, maybe a little bit like the witch hunt of, uh, you know, in Salem, it, it, it kind of went down that sort of path. But uh, he was credited, so, so his credited as being the founder, but I don't think that he 
created it as such. I think it was already there and he came along and poured so much more into it. And he believed that everyone and everything in the universe could be explained in terms of numbers. And what I've, what I've discovered since uh, practicing and learning is that, yes, I agree. There are numbers, numbers in life and uh, life in all of the numbers. So it goes so deep as to uh, show you uh, there's nine core numbers in numerology and those nine core numbers relate to nine key aspects of self and nine key areas of life is what I've found and have developed. And if we could imbue all the characteristics of each of the numbers positively, we would absolutely grow into, as Jung said, uh, on the way to wholeness, we must meet, accept and integrate all parts of ourselves. And I'm telling you, numerology gives you insight into all of it. Good, bad, otherwise. <laughs> so it's deep. Yeah, Michelle, you're doing a bit of mind reading here because we actually had a question about Pythagoras, which is interesting. Um, and you pretty much read it out word for word. So we've made a couple of adjustments over here. Um, but I, I get hives when I think of Pythagoras because I just remember Pythagoras theorem when I was learning it in math. Yes. And I'm like, oh gosh. And now I love numbers. Like I, I'm really interested in numbers. So it's interesting how you change. Um, but you mentioned Pythagoras. What other types of numerology uh, are there? So there are a few different types. There are a few different types. Look, the only other one that I know is uh, is actually, I think it's Chal, is it Chaldean? Chaldean, some, something along yeah. that line. But I have to tell you, look, yeah. I'm very much, uh, I'm, I'm committed and dedicated. So once I found uh, uh, the Pythagorean method, I did look into that many, many years ago. I couldn't even tell you now. I did actually look into that and I remember thinking it was complicated, actually. Mm. I think that's what uh, stopped me from going any further down that path. And then I just became, a, I guess, a Pythagorean, uh, how do you say, um, uh, when you follow bands around. Uh, Fangirl. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> groupie, groupie? <laughs> groupie, a groupie. I'm a, yes. a Pythagorean groupie. But yeah, there is the um, it, there is that other method uh, as well. Mm. I had a question actually about that because I talked to somebody and uh, they their background was all in Chaldean. So I guess they, they probably have the same passion for that as you did. And they... They were telling me, and you have to understand, I don't know a lot about this stuff, so set me straight, Michelle, but, you know, they were kind of saying that Chaldean is kind of like the, almost the parent behind um, Pythagoras. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so I was kind of wondering, cause I was confused by that because I was trying to, you know, come up with my business name and things like that. Yes. And when you look at the different numbers, you know, I'm getting a different result based on the one, the numerology that I'm looking at. And I guess I just felt really confused because wow. I was unsure about which one I was supposed to follow. And I guess mm. for me, uh, my friend is the internet. So I wasn't necessarily, you know, connecting with numerology, um, as much as I just wanted it to say what I wanted to hear, right? So <laughs> while I still get to know it a little bit more, you know, that's kind of where I was at. So I guess yeah. my, my question is sort of like, how do you know what numerology is right for you? And then also, how do you kind mm. of trust the, the answers or the results that you're getting? Mm. So I'll probably start with uh, the last thing you said there and work backwards. You know, how do you trust anything in life? Well, you have to take a whole lot of, uh, you know, different things. You have to use, you have to use head, uh, head, heart and, uh, and uh, spirit, don't you? You really have to, uh, at the end of the day, it's really going to be what, uh, what you are drawn to, what you resonate with and what yeah. you uh, feel really. This is what I, I sort of say to, uh, to clients and students all the time, that when you bring in the number seven in numerology is, uh, is learning how to uh, use her head, her heart and her intuition. If we just get stuck in the head, as we know, that can only solve so many problems. And similarly, if it's only heart and it's only intuition, we don't have that well-rounded, uh, you know, well-rounded um, um, application in life. So I would really start there and say, whatever you are drawn to, as I said, I don't really know about the um, Chaldean method, but if it's the parent, if they're saying that it's the parent of, and bearing in mind these days with uh, the spiritual, uh, the wellness, the holistic, there are so many, uh, there are so many modalities out there. And what all of us are doing now in this time of independence and innovation is that we are actually all creating our own programs as well. So, you know, there won't, there won't be just confusion between uh, the two different types of numerology, but there's confusion, uh, you know, amongst all of these different, uh, different ways there are to really 
you know, discover who you are, discover soul purpose, discover, you know, where's my meaningful life. So, so really all of these tools, to me, all of these tools are ways to get there. And uh, we all kind of, um, we, we're all kind of drawn in the direction of what speaks to us is where I would, where I would start with that. So, but if Chaldean is the father of um, the Pythagorean method, it seems odd to me that there would be discrepancies. And I'll tell you why I was particularly, why I studied tarot. I studied tarot, I've studied Chinese astrology, uh, hand analysis, which I love, face readings, writing analysis, all of which I, which I love. But I tell you why I, I especially love numerology is because with tarot, tarot is a very subjective tool. So it does depend on the, the deck you are studying. It depends on the teacher teaching you. Uh, and then, of course, it's uh, you draw upon your own level of intuition, which, you know, varies from from reader to reader. And look, I've got a lot of practical numbers in my uh, personality numerology profile. So that was a little bit I loved it. And I used that tool in my in my. Uh, my coaching and mentoring, but it was a little bit wishy-washy, whereas for numerology at the time that I discovered numerology and for where I was at in my life, what I loved about it was every number has a personality, every number is a cycle, every number has a challenge, every number um, has qualities and traits that, uh, that we assign to that number positive and negative. And it doesn't matter what numerologist you go to using the Pythagorean method, everyone agrees on that number and its attributes. Whereas I found, as I said, with other modalities, it really depended on who they studied with and, um, and, and then they call upon their own experience, their own, um, you know, in life. So, so yeah, this is what I loved about numerology. It was a very objective tool. And um, so I'm surprised to hear that, uh, you know, Chaldean conflicts with that. But if it does, look, honestly, it's really up to you to go in the direction of what you resonate with. Well, and I'm not an expert in Chaldean at all, right? I'm just going off what some somebody I don't even know well told me, but I guess <laughs> I, she was kind of saying that like Chaldean plays a role behind everything. And I'm pretty sure that they don't always, you know how in, um, when we're dealing with numbers, like if we have, let's say, number 19, then we would add the two together to be 10, which would be yes. a one. I don't believe that they do that. I don't right. believe that they always like add the numbers together. So if our listener at home is an expert in Chaldean and you're angry at me talking and saying that I'm getting it all wrong, send us a DM and we'll bring you on the show because it would be very interesting for us to go into that. But I just thought it was worth kind of, mm, mm. you know, us get exploring the concept a little bit that there's sort of something for everybody. Cause I love the idea of breaking yes. down the numbers and adding them together to get a single digit. And you know, that for me really resonated with the way that I like to think as well. And when I was kind of, you know, sort of brought into this other way of thinking, I just thought it didn't really sit right with me, which I guess is what you're kind yeah. of talking about. Yeah. And also actually, Lauren, uh, having, having you specifically having mentioned 19 there is, is, is beautiful because um, in some, it depends on the, on the different, uh, your numerology profile breaks down into so many different parts and, and depending on uh, what part we are looking at does change a little bit of how we calculate the numbers, but you just mentioned 19 and 19 one in Pythagorean, uh, numerology is a karmic number so in actual fact we don't break that we do break it down to the one but we keep it as a 19 so if i see that you've got a birth that's uh, funny yes i know i know if you've got a birth date if, if you're born on the 19th if your heart's desire is a 19 if your expression is a 19 if your personality is a 19 then i'm going to talk to you about a 19 one i'm not going to talk to you about the one i'm going to talk to you about the karma behind the 19 one what it means in this lifetime to be a 19 one etc etc <laughs> that's so cool so cool michelle um free will and and i'm guessing um you know we all we all have free will um but what role does that play in numerology so people like yourself would tell someone you know this is your kind of your path this is your chart you know this is what ideally you should be doing but i'm guessing people can kind of go and just ignore that can't they and, and go and do their own thing but does it still act as sort of a, a bit of a guide do you think and, mm. and sort of drive mm. where they go and what they do 
Great question, great question. And I could never have answered this uh, any sooner than now, you know, because I've been, uh, uh, because I've had this uh, beautiful uh, and, and long-term relationship with uh, the numbers and I have, I've, I've almost gone through now the cycles in numerology are from one to nine. And as we said before, there are, we, we focus on the core numbers, but then we have the karmic debt numbers. We also have karmic, karmic uh, lessons. We've got past life fears and, um, and, uh, and the life cycles are from one to nine. And I think I mentioned master numbers, 11 and 22. Nope, I have no. just now. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. I have just uh, just now. So we have the uh, the life cycles from uh, one to nine, and I've actually gone th almost gone through them twice now. So uh, you know, I'm loving having the experience uh, to be able to talk about numerology now from real life. So in terms of free will, and I always believed that uh, that we had it. Through the journey of uh, my experiences with numerology, we still have a choice, okay? But it's really interesting to me that whenever I hear people say, you know, gosh, this year I'm going through a lot of, uh, going through a lot of changes at the moment, I always think, oh, I wonder if they're in a personal year five. Oh, I'm going through a lot of endings at the moment. I think, oh, I wonder if they're in a nine. Going through a lot of relationship difficulties at the moment, I wonder, oh, are they in a two or a six? And so in my experience, I have uh, read for so, so, so many people, and every time I get a little feeling about someone I think oh, I wonder you know and uh, I'll do their chart and everything about where they're at and how they behave and what they're doing is absolutely in accordance with their profile I mean my son is the biggest disbeliever you've <laughs> ever met in your life I mean my son is a uh, you know, he's doing a Bachelor of, bachelor of Arts um, in, um, he's doing a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of uh, Education. He's, a, he's a, a student of philosophy, but he's very scientific. So, you know, and when I gave him his profile, I mean, he did come out of it going, well, some of that's very general, mum, but uh, very general. But, you know, mum, some of that is a bit spooky. I don't know how I don't know how they know that. I don't know how they know that uh, about me. So what I, what I say, what I've, what I've sort of, I guess, changed to is that, of course, we have free will. Of course, we, at the end of the day, will decide what direction we go in. But it's always surprising to me that I will see the road that you are on and the different choices you could make. Whether you are going towards the energy or away from the energy, you will still be exhibiting uh, the plus and minuses of that number. So that's really interesting, interesting mm. to me. Mm. Thankfully, a lot of your clients don't uh, comment on your, your um, job the way that uh, your son does. <laughs> I don't know. He'd be like, I tell oh. you, he does. He does say to me, look, mum, I know that uh, this helps lots of people. And he's very proud and pleased yeah. uh, because of that. But he said, uh, but you do know, don't you, that, uh, you know, it's nonsense. It's a pseudoscience. <laughs> Only yeah. your child could say that and get away with it. <laughs> it's so funny because I guess when you're talking, you know, I sometimes wonder, or I can't help but wonder whether or not, let's pretend you kind of talked about relationship difficulties being in a two or a six. Okay, so let's pretend I know I'm in a two year. Um, and actually, we probably should explain that a little bit more to our listener at home, but I'll just continue for a moment. If I'm in a two year and I am under the impression that I might have difficulties in relationships, you know, and then we also factor in free will, like, is there a possibility that I could just be manifesting these scenarios because I'm going, oh, well, this is, this is a reason why I'm having this argument is because I'm in a two year, for example. Mm, absolutely. Look, I have often, uh, I play devil's advocate all the time. And, uh, and, and yeah, absolutely. I often think that I, I often think does this, uh, because I'm also about uh, the power of the mind. And as you just said, you know, the power of suggestion. So sometimes can it be, uh, you know, who knows, but I'm talking about people just just sort of saying, talking about where they're at, and then me looking at their profile and going, that's really interesting. But sure, who, you know, who knows, we know that the power of suggestion, I guess what we love about the power of suggestion is we love it when it works to our advantage. <laughs> But then at the same time, as you yeah. say, definitely. And I have, I have experienced this again in my own life. When I say the things that move me forward, I can absolutely also put a lot of power behind the things that move me back. So 
you know, it, it is interesting. And then it's funny when you say about relationships because, you know, my partner and I are having, uh, you always have, to me, you always have a little bit of conflict anyway. And look, numerology shouldn't be something that uh, it used to be when I was younger. You know, every, every person I would date, I would have to do their numbers. I would have to figure it all out. <laughs> for sure. I, for sure, right? But, uh, but no, I don't, think, uh, I don't think any one thing should be everything that you live by because uh, if you did, then uh, there's, there's an imbalance. You're unbalanced. There's no, you know, I just always strive for balance. So I, I, I utilised lots of different tools before I got to numerology, found that that one was just so bright and bold and beautiful for me. But, you know, I don't, that isn't the only tool that I use uh, in my life. And I certainly, when, when, clients come to me it's not the only tool I use to uh, to coach and mentor and and counsel either you know but it's certainly a very powerful powerful guide so the number two in a number two if you are going it doesn't mean that you don't have relationship difficulties in other years it's just interesting that that would be the year if it's going to come up but the number two is actually in that year it's all about the relationship so, and, and a partnership. So in that year, I guess you are learning. It's all about learning, discovering new aspects of ourselves, and it's all about learning new tools. So the number two teaches us, the number two firstly is the journey of self-love. And the number two teaches us how to cooperate and how to partner and how to team up with others, which as we know, if, uh, you know, it's important to build a strong sense of self, but if we don't know how to play nice with others, then we certainly couldn't get along very well or as well in life. So the number two really teaches us how to, uh, the number two is about empathy and compassion and consideration. Uh, but if it's there's too much of that number, we can be overly sensitive and, and perhaps struggle with anxiety. And if there's not, if there's not enough of that number in a person's profile, then they could be uh, the opposite of that. And they could really be at some point in time uh, really struggling in life because they're just not adapting or cooperating to where they're at. So in the number two year, all of that might come up. If you haven't nurtured other aspects of your life, uh, particularly romance, then in a number two year, that might all come up for you to to deal with and uh, and I like to say to meet and uh, overcome and grow into the next level of uh, your brilliance. So Michelle, we've been mentioning the number two and the different yeah, um, yeah. numbers applying to the years. Um, how would we figure out what the number is for this particular year? And I guess if we take 2020 for an example, yep. um, and then what can that actually reveal, you know, to us, for example, for um, if we're using 2020 as an example? Love that you're using 2020 as an example, because guess what? 20 plus 2020, 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 equals 4. 4 is all about foundation. At the beginning of the year, I had said in uh, my podcast and, and, and various places, all the places that I speak, that this year is about foundation. And any, uh, any, any phase of the number 4 is all about uh, revisiting that. And, uh, and those that, aren't, uh, that are no longer... Uh, no longer in our best interest, crumble and fall away. And it's very much about new foundation. And look what's happening. Look what's happening globally. So the universal year number is number four and look what's happened with the pandemic. So again, just really, really interesting. Yes. So I think that we probably need to clarify a few things for our listener at home if they don't have an experience or experience with numerology. So you've talked about, you know, having a two year. Uh, for some people that might make no sense at all. So can we talk about a what do you mean having a two year? And yeah. you know, can we also talk about, you know, how people are certain numbers? Because some people are born in certain years and you know what I mean? Like I might be yeah. born in a one, for example, but for our listener at home, and even for me, I'd like a clarification. They might not really understand what this is all about. So if we yeah, could kind of yeah. go back to the foundation again. Yes. Let's go back to well, the start of the, uh, of the show where we said that uh, it's based on full name at birth, including your middle name and, uh, and your birth date details. So, uh, and, and also, as I said, uh, when, so, so that's actually all you need to give me for a reading. That's all you need to give me for a reading. I uh, allocate a number to every letter in your name and, uh, and out of that, the vows will give me your heart's desire. Your heart's desire is what drives and motivates you. Out of the uh, consonants in your name, I'm going to get the personality. And the personality is how others see you. 
And then I'm going to add that together and I get your expression number and your expression number is going to tell me what are your gifts, what are your talents, okay? Uh, where are you best suited in terms of career? And Lauren, those three numbers can be completely different. And if you think about it, we can often be different uh, in relationships versus our work life. We can often be different mm. socially as we are behind closed doors. So that's just a little snippet of, um, of, of the personality. Right. I also do what I call the kit. So I also, and this is actually in our spiritual journal, ladies, which has just landed a new, a new nice publication. Plug. Yes, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, talking about the spiritual journal there, which is uh, a beautiful book of uh, 12 contributors. And in that, my numerology month, I'm teaching you how to work out what's in your kit. And uh, kit stands for key indicator traits. So I take, I count all the numbers. So if I had to do a reading for Lauren, well, you know, L is uh, three, uh, A is one, U is three, R is nine, E is five, and N is five. So what I'm going to do uh, with your kit is I'm going to add all the ones in Lauren's name and I'll put, put it in this kit. I'll add all the twos, all the threes. And then what that gives me insight into, number one is going to give me insight into how Lauren goes with um, confidence and leadership. Number two will give me some insight into how Lauren goes with uh, uh, sensitivity and cooperation. Number three will give me insight into creativity, uh, public speaking, and Lauren, L is three, so uh, her cornerstone is already three. So I'm already seeing, and she's already got a U in that first, her first name, so I'm already seeing uh, creativity in this individual. I'm already seeing that this individual would be okay in the spotlight, if not actually enjoy the spotlight, right? Number four is all about responsibility. And number four will show me your, your work ethic and, uh, and uh, health wise. Number five is all about how you manage change. If you've got too many fives, then you might be really uh, scattered and struggle to complete things in life. You might be more of a rebel. If you don't have enough fives, which can explain, this is what I love about numerology. It didn't just help me to understand me. It helped me to understand my brother, my son, my father, my mother, it helped me to understand others. And when you can understand that everyone's built differently, then you start to develop compassion and patience and tolerance. So number five, if an individual struggles with five, if they have a challenge five and not enough fives in their name, they will struggle to let go. They will prefer things to stay the same. So if we think about people that stay in situations that are long past their use-by date, you can probably, I, I always find that they, they don't have enough fives or they have a challenge with five. Number six is family um, and how you go with perfectionism. Number seven is spiritual. Number eight is uh, the career and how we manage our power in, in the world. And number nine is the humanitarian, uh, the generosity and the gratitude. So... You know, it breaks down into uh, there are many different uh, parts of, of life and there are many different uh, parts of us. And so your profile will give us insight into all of that. So when we come to your cycles, I get that out of your birth date. So I will, just as we did there with the universal year, 2020 is a universal year four. So then what I will do is I will add your, your day plus your month to the universal year four and that'll tell me what year what cycle you are in in 2020. But there's a little, there's a but, there's a disclaimer, because it does depend on whether you are born at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, or the end of the year, simply determines how quickly that energy comes into your life. So for me, I'm born in February. Uh, so for me, the universal, my birth date is the fourth of the second. So four plus two is six, and I add that to the universal year of uh, number four, then I come out at 10 and one plus zero is one. So 2020 for me is a one year. And because I'm born in February, I have to tell you, as soon as the clock strikes 12, for me, I'm in that energy. <laughs> I'm already experiencing that energy. But if you're born in the middle of the year or the end of the year, that one energy will come in incrementally. So you may not feel the one until you get to sort of, you know, the, the, the second quarter of the year. So I always sort of have to explain that, um, that as well. I think Michelle so, and I are both born in March, right, Michelle? I'm April. Oh, you're April. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. One, month, both... one month difference. And so. I'm March. Still so. early. Still right. Early. So, Michelle, what was your date of birth? 
Um, well, I just wanted to ask you something, Michelle, because um, you and I have the same name. Um, yes. So I just wondered, like, does that mean that like every Michelle that I meet, I should essentially like get along with or be kind of similar to? But also what I'm interested in is with um, people who change their names. So obviously yes. our parent gives us a name and then we have middle names and other names and things like that. But I guess we're just working mostly with the first name. But um, some people change their name. They're like, I don't like the name that my dad gave me or my mum gave me. And you have Cat Stevens who changed his name to something entirely different. So what what happens with that? Like, mm. do they then get like a new chart? Like, it changes who they are. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, um, great question, and um, and absolutely. So uh, your full name at birth, and and we always work it out on your full name at birth, only okay. to get only to get that sense of who you are inherently. Okay, who you who you are at the core of it all. But you know, we know that uh, we are not we are not the the same Michelle that we were born uh, that we were born as because we grew up. We went through childhood and young adulthood, and you know, etc. So forth. And along along the way, I read many books, and we've grown. We've done courses, so we have changed. So we do with, we we do use your full name at birth just to get who you are inherently. But then when you have name changes, just as you change anyway through the natural experience of life, if you get a name change, you are going to change energetically, interestingly mm. enough, in that direction. But I've got a great story to tell you because uh, a couple of my students, I've had, I've had a couple of students that were adopted. And so what we did, yeah. both of them were fortunate enough to know the name they were born with and, and the and their birth mothers so uh, what we did was we worked out their numerology based on if they had stayed with the birth mother and had that name or the name that they were given by the um, adopting mother and you wouldn't believe it aside from one or two numbers the first my first student her mothers both mothers their profile was exactly the same exactly the same and her profile whether she'd had that name or this name was uh absolutely similar except wow. uh, except the one number i know with the second it's hard to remember now it was a long time ago but with the second my second um adopted client i think she had um uh in the adopted name she had lots of fives and i knew her to be quite free-spirited whereas in the name that she would have had she was under in that five energy so it was interesting that what I knew about her now and what really was her calling card now, which was really free spirit, was the numbers that she added to her name through the adoption process. So it's almost like if you're like me and you believe that uh, I believe that I don't believe that the parents uh, chose our name. I believe that uh, we chose it through them. So if you believe in the soul and the spiritual uh, and the reincarnation, then uh, your birth name is giving me insight into the soul that you were born to be. But along the way, when you change your name, I did a profile for another, I remember another story where she uh, before getting married and uh, after being married, what changed in her profile was the one energy. One is confidence. You've got a nice balance of one, then you're going to uh, believe in yourself. You're going to be self-assured rather than have the self-doubt. And she brought in more one energy when she took on the married name. And when I said to her, did you find that you became a bit more confident when you got married? And she said, yeah, I did. I did become more confident. Now, did she become confident because she got married and had that extra support or was it her numerology? Mm. Again, I don't know. I just love to study it and I'm fascinated by it. So cool. And uh, yeah, very the chicken cool. chicken or the egg question. The chicken or the egg. What comes yeah. first? Yeah. And when you said about Michelle, you and I are both Michelle, but I've only got the one L, right? Yes. You've got the two Correct. L's. Correct. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever bet. No, I have met a Michelle I didn't get along with. So <laughs> hopefully not, not sure. me. No, no, not you at all. And because you have to think though, although we both have Michelle as our name, we have a different second name and yep. last name. So therefore it would change the energy. But certainly what I recognize in you and what I've recognized in every other Michelle, we've got the M that's our cornerstone and M is four. So it doesn't matter how um, unstructured we may be elsewhere. Number four likes uh, likes structure. Number four mm -hmm. likes a plan. Number four has a very practical grounded. So even though I'm, I'm I'm very much about spiritual development, I believe in reincarnation. I'm I'm much more practical than woo woo. My, my woo woo is very practical. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that a lot. I love it. Yeah. 
Love so that. you kind of mentioned quite a few things there, Michelle, you know, just in relation to whether or not we choose our name through our parents, whether or not, you know, we kind of take on, you know, the names as, as we change, you know, maybe in life, like if we're changing our name or getting married and things of that nature. I guess I was just wondering whether or not you think it's important for parents who are naming children to sort of check the the numerology behind that and also whether or not you recommend the same thing for business names because I'll go back to the story I was talking about earlier when I met this woman who was telling me about this Chaldean thing and she was basically telling me that the business name that I had in mind wasn't a good name and I needed to change it and I really didn't want to because I felt like this is the name that I really wanted and it encompassed a lot more than you know, maybe this number behind it. And then I thought, you know, that I, I believe that I can, I can change the trajectory of a business based on my intention and my integrity and my hard work. So yeah, I guess I'm just kind of wondering your thoughts on that too. Um, absolutely. Great question. Um, and, oh, I love that. I love that. I love how you, uh, you said, you know, I can, uh, it's up to me. I, I can, uh, you know, what I put into my business is what I'll get, uh, I'll get out of it. So, so again, I guess then I would go to the power of the mind stuff and, uh, you know, um, and, and our ability to manifest. And, uh, if that's what you believe and that's what you believe and that's how it is. And, and I would say, you know, amen. So this is interesting with the, as I said, you know, when, in my earlier days, when I was dating, I would absolutely do that. Uh, you know, I'd work out their numerology and I tell you what, it doesn't make a jot of difference whether it's going to work out or not. Right. So I stopped doing that. And then the more I studied it, I did have, um, you know, it's lovely if you want to, uh, of course, I would encourage you to get a reading if you, uh, if you, you know, uh, want to uh, learn and discover more about yourself. At the same time, when it comes to choosing names for your children, this is what I say about it usually. Although if you want to get a reading for your child, I won't be knocking you back. <laughs> but I do say this, that, um, you know, we can't control everything in the world. You know, we can't control everything in the world. So, you know, you can't control how your child, I did have students that became pregnant and would try and, you know, pick the perfect name. And oh, even, right. yeah, even when people say I was on, I was actually on Triple M in Queensland a couple of years back and they said uh, they want, want to be on there to talk about numbers because there was a big, uh, you know, tax lotto draw and, uh, and they wanted to know which numbers were were good, good and bad. And, and honestly, no number is good or bad. I do know there are lots of, there are lots of uh, tales and, um, and beliefs around numbers. The Chinese absolutely believe that the number eight is very, very auspicious. But to me, no number is uh, good or bad. Every number has a positive and every number has mm. a negative. So you can manipulate the name. Let's say you can manipulate your child's name to, to, to bring out numbers such as, you know, people do feel like the master numbers. They think master numbers, 11 and 22, are they just you know powerful beautiful numbers if i had that number i would just be all things are fantastic which again isn't true because those master numbers absolutely have some negatives and and some challenges uh, that accompany it but even if you could uh, manipulate the name the birth date is still up to up to life do you know what i mean so if if uh, so so really your numerology to me is giving you insight into you at that soul level so if you at the soul level has has chosen if you have chosen to come in here and work through issues of leadership if you've chosen to come in here and work through, uh, you know, uh, lack of integrity or work through impatience or work through, you know, issues with commitment, then that's going to, then that's what I see in your profile. That's what shows up in your profile. So, so I, I, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, we do, we do all want the best for our children, but I'm not one to promote, uh, you know, getting a reading just to hear that everything's going to be okay. Because, uh, you know, the good news, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the good news about life is that uh, we all go through the same trials and tribulations, but your profile, that's what I love about it, is giving you insight into what that can be. And then we can help you to meet and overcome that. Mm. So talking about overcoming, if we do have a name, personal name, business name, um, oh, or yes. live at a home with a challenging number, um, is there something we can do about that apart from change our name 
or move house. <laughs> move house yes, we can do to manage that. And actually, when it comes to business names, I'm yeah, I did uh, um, let's answer that part of the question because with business names, I would probably be more you know, business names. Uh, it is great to get a business name reading, it really can give you some insight into uh, you know. Um, I just did one for a client this week and what I suggested to her, I didn't say to change the name, but uh, I did say that, um, you know, uh, I would be using uh, the beautiful words that uh, were generated out of that, uh, the numbers in her business name, you know, use that in your marketing. But no, you, you know, look, and that's the thing, I've never ever done that. You know, I didn't, um, although having said that about children's names, I did um, with my son, I did add my son, my son, at the time that he was born, I was a single parent. I wasn't with his father. And then, uh, but you know, this was also aligned with the experience in life because he didn't see his dad for the longest time. And when he started to see his dad again, uh, I then, after a certain period of time, wanted him to, you know, feel and be part of that family. So I did attach his father's surname. He's got the Scott Dash Brown. Oh. And in doing that, it was, it was gratifying in doing that to learn that I did actually, it did actually sue the particular part of his profile that may have been a challenge. Okay. So, you know, in that kind of instance, but that was aligned with that, as I said, with life, it wasn't just doing it to get out of, um, I've never, I've never shopped for houses based on house numbers. Uh, as you just said, Michelle, I think uh, you can't keep moving things around in life to suit at, to suit us because it'll just catch up with you somewhere else. But it's nice to learn about it though. It's mm. nice to learn about the number that you're in and what it means because every number has a positive. So you can be locked into a number four as I was. I was in a pinnacle four and it was very, very difficult and I hated so much about it. But you know, when I came out of that pinnacle four, the rest of everything that followed after that couldn't have happened if I hadn't buckled down. Any phase of four, you have to buckle down. You, it, it's not about uh, expansion it's about foundation it's about learning commitment it's about becoming more grounded and practical and I couldn't have grown what I've grown since then if I hadn't gone through that so I think that's important to realize about our lives that everything we go through uh, that's challenging is preparing you for something mm. I love that's how you important. talked about that like that it's going to catch up with you anyway because I remember on one of our episodes Michelle was looking at a house and she didn't like the number of one but she liked the number of the other one yeah and, you know, and it's it's just it's funny when you think about that. Yeah, we are here to learn these lessons, and maybe we're being drawn to a certain number that might be challenging to work through that stuff, so we can then learn those lessons, build that foundation, and move on to the next. So, mm -hmm. I guess my next question is really just around favorite numbers, because you know I know that most people have a favorite number. For me, my favorite number is a master number. It's number 22. And, and I will say that I'm born on the 22nd. So that's definitely probably the reason why I was <laughs> drawn to that number. And I know you talked about master numbers having, you know, positive and, and also challenges with them. But, you know, are we often drawn to a certain number for a reason? Or do we kind of get fixated sometimes on just going, my favorite number is 22? Because you know, the other day, my partner and I, we went out for lunch and we were given table number 22 and he looked at me and he, and I went, aha. Uh -huh. And he knew, like he just, is, he, he knows now that when I get those little signs that I'm paying attention, uh, but it's funny that he did as well. So yeah, just your thoughts yeah. on that. Yes, I love that. And look, you know, we all believe in, you know, signs and symbolism. So, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always uh, looking out for number, but not even looking out for it, as you say, it, it just, uh, you just sort of, it, you, you attract it. I'm not sure if we attract it because it's our favourite number or, um, you know, as we said before, the chicken or the egg. So uh, we do all have favourite numbers and I would be inclined to say uh, what you just said, Lauren, that, uh, you know, we are attracted in the direction either of what we uh, of what is a challenge or sometimes we're attracted in the direction of what we are great at. So for you having a birthday 22, yes, it's a master number. 22 is, um, uh, is, is uh, the characteristics of the two, but also two plus two equals four. So 22 is the master number, you know, 22 will deal with sensitivity, 22, a high, high level of sensitivity. And the more that she can overcome that, the more that she can grow. Um, and, and also, in also 
it's important to remember with all of the numbers in numerology that all of them are about how we conserve. So the master numbers with great power comes great responsibility. The master numbers have great power to manifest whatever it is that they are, uh, you know, um, drawn to, that they have the desire to. But it's important to, to remember now, I can't remember exactly where this is. I think it was the expression number that both Bill Clinton had a master number 11, but so did Adolf Hitler. So when we get back again to uh, free will, think about, think about that. Both wow. of them had um, the power to influence. Number 11 is the inspirational speaker. And both of them had the power to influence and inspire. But you see, and both of them believed very strongly in why they were doing that. Mm. But we, we all know that Adolf was not the kind of, uh, we didn't really want to, you know, we didn't really like uh, the way in which he led. But, uh, but both, so, they, so with free will, mm. you numerology i have found that you've got all the uh, the tools there to do what uh, what you can do for the greatest good but sometimes you know if that um if that person is a little bit you know not quite right then you know their greatest good may not be the greatest good that we all agree on so um the 22 has the power to build whatever she sets her mind to particularly if it's in the in the direction of making uh you know mankind or or the world that she lives in a better place to be so Michelle, that's, um, that's such a good example. I love that. Um, last couple of questions. Um, I just wanted to know how we can sort of use the numbers in our business and I guess, um, you know, how does it apply, um, you know, to that? Is it, is it based on the name of the business? Is that sort of how it yes. really, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. And how funny that you've asked me that question a few times and I seem to be answering <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Answering, answering uh, that's interesting. But anyway, getting back to the business name, absolutely. Look, if you uh, if you are deciding on on business names, then why not get numerology reading? Because like your, uh, you know, like your name, there will be different. Uh, there are different energies attached to each of the numbers. We've got in numerology, we've got feminine numbers and masculine numbers. We've got intuitive numbers and practical numbers. So it's well worth uh, while getting, if you're contemplating a couple of names, getting a reading around that, or if you're contemplating changing your name. But uh, with Lauren, she loved her name. She didn't want to change it. So mm. keep the name that you've got if it's absolutely working for you. Look, none of us want to make changes when things are going great. I mean, why would we fix things that aren't broken? So you're only going to come for a business name reading if you're kind of not feeling you know you you want to you want to change and you're wondering if this will change the energy in your business and if that's the case then come and get a reading because it'll be on your business name so um you know i, I guess uh so let's let's take uh, you know the, i'm the founder of our wellness community so and not that i did numerology around this to be honest but uh but but that's how i would work out your business i would do a business name reading i would have our wellness community i would assign a number to every letter in uh, our wellness community and out of that um you know I would, uh, I would tell a story. It's important to note that I studied numerology. This is the thing about numerology. Honestly, you can just pick up the book and, and uh, Hans Dekos is a, is a renowned numerologist. He's one of my mentors. He's unbelievable. You go to his website, you can learn numerology online. Um, you know, so out of the book, you can get all of this information. But then at the same time, you know, if you come for a reading with me and a mentoring or coaching session with me, well, I've got my own stories I tell, my own experiences I draw upon and my own, uh, you know, intuitiveness that would play a part in that. So I would tell a story out of, um, out of, uh, your business name and there would be the positives and the negatives. And then we would talk about, if you wanted to keep that name, we would talk about ways in which you could, um, you know, lighten it or darken it or, you know, do something different with it. Yeah. I I'd certainly have recommendations. Yeah. And taking it a bit further, I guess um, what I was asking is um, apart from the name, like do we, cause a lot of us working from home now um, I'm one of them. So then would we take into account the house number and all the other things that we've sort of talked about? Not be a business name. No, not, for business. not, not be a business okay. name. If you were just, yeah. uh, if you were just contemplating, uh, yeah, your business name, not be a business name. Okay. If you're working from home, then yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, mm. you know, if you are working from home, then uh, the space is important. Mm. 
Yes, and okay. uh, we could yep. also take that into account, certainly, yeah. and then reduce uh, feng shui and, and other things. I guess. Oh, well. exactly. There's yeah. so many beautiful modalities out there, and yeah. and look, you know, when I found love with my partner, I tell you, I did everything. I don't mm. think you should stop at any one thing. You should do everything, and you should keep doing everything until you get to wherever it is you need to go. So I did uh, feng shui, um, you know, to attract love. I wrote out a letter, you know, with everything I was looking for in that person. Um, I looked at the signs and symbolism as well as the numerology. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. fabulous. And for our listener at home as well, we do have an episode on feng shui. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So Michelle, just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap things up. First of all, you're a fabulous speaker. I've learned a lot. You've been, have a really kind of captivating way of explaining this stuff. So thank you so much. I, I am curious about, you know, whether or not you pay attention numbers to numbers in relation to pricing. So, in, you know, ah, as you know, we're yes, in business, yes, so we talk about pricing. So I, I have heard that, you know, with e-commerce and online businesses, sevens and threes might help with that. Do you kind of pay attention to, you know, the way that the numbers look as a whole when you're pricing your your services or do you add them up mm. as well oh, yes i do i do and you know even in uh, even in the business world they actually do do a lot of research around um numbers and uh, and 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 what numbers to apply in terms of pricing because it used to be when we were growing up it used to be you know 199 or 599 whereas i've noticed now it's moved to 97 you know, it's one ninety. You know, it's it's ninety seven dollars or one hundred and ninety seven. And yes, I do. I never used to, but um, but um, I must say again, whether it's just uh, you know, my own growth, but uh, the last couple of years when I have actually started pricing things at twenty two and forty four and eighty eight. <laughs> I have had a lot more success. So I do, I do pay attention to that. I don't, uh, when it comes to pricing in my business, I may not necessarily add them all up, but I do like to stick to um, the master numbers. You know, in Pythagorean uh, numerology, only 11 and 22 apply as master numbers. But over the years, I love Dan Millman and Dan Millman has a fantastic uh, um, a book to discover in life purpose. And he only focuses on the, uh, on the birth date and he includes master numbers 33, 66, um, 33, sorry, 33, 44, 55 and 66. So uh, yeah, I do. That's great. <laughs> so good. Yes. Yeah, so I know you did talk off the top a little bit about how numerology can also help in our business relationships. And so I guess I'm kind of wondering whether or not, you know, cause if I'm working with somebody, I mean, I'm a solopreneur at the moment, but if I'm working with somebody, let's say, and I don't know their middle names or their birth dates, yes. can I glean any information from them just based on their first name and their last name? <laughs> <laughs> or do we just talk sure them on can. Facebook? Do we, we just look up their Facebook yeah, profile? <laughs> we just stalk them. We just stalk them. And you know, yeah. As I said, numerology. You know, we've got the Myers Briggs um, personality indicator in the corporate world, and I think in the corporate world, there's a couple of others they use as well. So certainly, you know, if I was employing somebody, if I, um, you know, I don't, I don't really do this um, uh, with all of our collaborators in the wellness community, but. At same time you, you know we do get a good sense don't we we do get a good sense of of people and how they are but if you um if you wanted to you know know a little bit more you could certainly get plenty of information out of the first and last name you can get a lot of information just out of that first letter you know the first letter of your name is the cornerstone the last letter of your name is the capstone so we can get insight into how you start and finish things and that might be a good thing to know if you were contemplating you know, going into a project or a, or a joint venture with someone. Maybe you want to know how they start things and finish things because if you're someone that needs to, um, you know, we can often complement each other, but also at the same time, you don't really want two people with the same strengths in a partnership. You know, if both people, um, mm. you know, wanted to have that plan and that organisation and structure, then it might end up quite stiff quite stiff and too controlled so you know it's always good to have that compliment but then at the same time you don't want to go you know who would want to be in, par in partnership with someone for example where they did all the work if you went into partnership with someone and you knew how to finish things off and they didn't know how to finish things off or if they got you know distracted and 
halfway through. So you can get you can get some information out of that first name and certainly the first and second. Mm. Cool. It, it would only be half the picture, but yeah. yeah, but it's still I guess if you're having a challenge with someone or you're yes. you know wanting you know that might that might help. Uh, so the cornerstone is from the you just use the first name, do you? First Not letter. The, the first, first letter, letter. Is, yeah, first the letter is your first, cornerstone. And then your capstone is the last letter the of last your first letter. name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Mm, cool. It is interesting. I don't normally read that part of the profile very often because there's so many aspects, but you yeah. could certainly, uh, you could certainly get information out of that. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review when you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.